welcome back, loony listeners. As much as I wish this was uh, Into the Night, a Dino Night podcast, this is episode 39 of Into the Night, a Moon Night podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Connor. And I'm your other host, Moon Fang. And, uh, and this um, episode, we've got our Infinity War special in the lead up to the movie coming out very soon. We've got a couple of bits of news, but mainly it's all about Infinity War. Uh, in the comics and how Moon Knight factors into that. So, uh, we'll be looking at Mark Spector Moon Knight issues 41 to 44, as well as issue 57, which covers his tie-in for the Infinity Crusade. So, grab your issues, sit back, relax, and get your conchu on. Thank you for joining us once again here. We are glad to be back in the recording studio in the traveling, the multiverse, but here we are uh, in Marvel Comics. Technically, our universe has a number. Yes. I don't remember the number because I do not enough research. <laughs> yeah, we're glad to have you. We have an Infinity War special. We're covering some 90s issues. My first foray into Mark Spector, Moon Knight. We've got oh. news. Uh, we've got some... Well, we've got some news for ourselves coming up too mm-hmm. alongside our reviews for where we'll be popping up over the place. But first of all, most of all, how you doing, Ray? Hey, Connor. Um, yeah, doing well. I'm quite excited about this. Uh, another something slightly different for ITK. We're looking at the Infinity War special and, and as we mentioned, how that ties into Moon Knight. So, yeah, I, I actually fear for you, Connor. I'm not sure how you've uh, how you've absorbed this uh, foray into the 90s Moon Knight comic world. Uh, we'll get into it shortly, but it's, it's certainly very, very different. And uh, it's an acquired taste, I think. Admittedly, I'm not sure how you guys survived, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, oh, look, it's it's got some good points. It's got some good points. I mean, like we'll get into it. You know, Mooney's um, Mooney's armor and his and his weapons were pretty cool. I thought. Um, yeah, but there are just other things. Oh, I guess you have to tip your hat off to to Terry Kavanagh, who was a writer, just totally out there. I don't know what he was on, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was a, certainly a bumpy ride. Yeah, God. Uh, he sure does like talking about his yeah. adamantium stuff. But before we hit the past, I don't want to say, what have you been reading this week, Ray? And how excited are you for the Infinity War movie? Oh, well, Infinity yeah. It, it, it is it is just around the corner. I cannot wait. Oh my gosh, I'm on my uh, I, I'm on a on a five day break. So my last day of my mini holiday is is when Infinity War comes out. So super excited at that. Um, catching the one forty session, I believe. So Eve and I will grab a bit of lunch. Um, she's happy to come along as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, then we'll be seeing it. But I will remain tight lipped because I do respect other fans out there and um no spoilers the worst thing can happen is that if you do you do spoil something for someone else who has been waiting so long to watch it like like ourselves so uh yeah so just looking forward to that as for what i'm reading i haven't been reading a lot of the uh current runs actually i just really caught up on these mark specter moon knight issues for for this episode which was pretty cool um I caught up on Mark Spector, Moon Knight, issue 25, uh, as I, I popped into I popped into, uh, into hell, actually, to meet the boys from Inner Demons, um, and I gave my thoughts on that, so that was a crossover with, with Ghost Rider, which was pretty fun. Um, other than that, I've still been reading a lot of classic stuff, like, um, what, have I, what have I been reading? Um... 
Quasar, actually, Quasar Classic. So that's been a lot of fun to read. And I've uh, cracked open the epic collection for Masters of Kung Fu, um, getting my getting my um, my hit of, of Shang-Chi goodness. So uh, that's been pretty fun. How about yourself? What what sort of stuff have you been reading lately, Connor? Uh, yeah, well, it was kind of a big one. We had um, five uh, issues this app, and then, yeah. caught, uh, you know, reading stuff. Um, we got, I read that, I also read the issue 25, but um, mm-hmm. we got the uh, More Damnation stuff coming up. We got Iron Fist 80, was it, this week? Yeah, have you read that? Oh. Yeah, super great. It's Excellent. really sad. It's the end of um, uh, Ed Brisson's. Uh, Brisson's yeah, run. I know it's that's a shame. A great one, such a highlight for Iron Fist, who like has some super high tier runs, and then everything's kind of you know not as well mentioned. But I think this is really up to the caliber of, say, a mortal mortal Iron Fist back in back in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. And Brisson was pretty sad about it as well. I saw a tweet from him saying how. How uh, I guess how sad he was to to you know finish off the last issue of it and um, to no longer write Iron Fist. So it has been a, an awesome run. Um, any classic reads beside the Mark Spector stuff? Ooh, actually, I haven't gone um, pretty much back at all. I don't think I've actually been uh, catching up on the new stuff. Ah, reading, yes, uh, Fence from uh, Boom Studios, which is like a kind of cool mm-hmm. uh, YA sports comic take on sports manga which is super thrilling um, yeah with a couple of graphic novels out from Image um, is that fans is that a miniseries or is that ongoing that's uh, ongoing I believe it was oh cool for a mini series but then it just got super popular I'm just pulling up my back catalogue to see what's going on ah yeah, I, I I keep meaning every week. It's a shame that I don't do it. I have it sitting there. Yeah, it stares at me. But I've got a Jason Aaron's Ghost Rider. Oh, you have got to. And I just heard someone compare it today on another podcast, Living Between Wednesday, to the greater Donny Cates Thanos run in the way it handles the darkness and the humor, which is that current Thanos mini mini series was fucking awesome. That would so, be yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, like, I yeah, every time. Oh, you haven't yeah. read? I haven't read Thanos, no, but I've read the Jason Aaron Ghost Rider, and if Thanos is like that, that Jason Aaron Ghost Rider, then yeah, that is that is a big, um, you know, big credit to it. So uh, yeah, yeah, you're in for something good then, Connor. I think. Yeah, yeah. So every week, uh, you've probably heard me say that I'm going to read it and just never do it. <laughs> I'll eventually get there. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I've still got it. I've still got your underwater welder, which I really want to read as well. Ooh. And uh, actually, it just actually, yeah, Jeff Lemire. And it actually reminds me. I want to give a, a quick shout out now. I mean, I know we have Spectacle coming on later, but um, a quick shout out now to begin with to Joel, Joel the Looney from a oh, Facebook yeah. group. Yeah, he uh, managed to interview Jeff Lemire um, at a recent comic book convention, and he's transcribed the interview. And uh, he posted up the link on our Facebook group. So thank you so much, Joel. And it was, uh, I read, have you read it, Connor? It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. It was such like a, it's such a a really insightful interview and just one from a real, you know, position as a fan, you know, Joel's a, Joel does a great hand at both like an interview and he's a great writer as well. But Mm. this was, you know, just as much a super big fan of his work sitting down and just asking all his burning questions. So it's like, it's a must read, I'd say, considering... You know, Lemire's bloody legacy on Moon Knight and just 
mm. comics in general. Oh, for, for sure. Anyone who, who is a keen comic book reader, not necessarily just Lemire, it is a really good interview to, to, to read. Um, what I found interesting was there's that um, ongoing, um, what do you call it, motif that uh, Lemire has in all his books apparently that he wasn't too aware of, but it was a whole, actually he was aware of it, it was the whole underwater theme. Um, you have it running a lot in, uh, he used it in Essex County, um, just this whole idea of being underwater and obviously the underwater welder, but uh, also he mentions in Royal City as well. You'll see that um, there are some characters that go underwater. It's just a really interesting concept and, and I like the fact that Lemire has introduced it into most of his work. Um, we didn't see it with Moon Knight, I thought, but uh, maybe it's more for his own like creator Creator own stuff, I think. But yeah, but oh, quite... for sure. Mm. And which, uh, if you've only ever followed his um, his le- his legacy as a big two writer, you owe to yourself to check out mm. um, so much of his stuff. You got um, oh, absolutely underwater welder, Essex County, Essex County, Lost Dogs, Roughneck as well. Uh, Descenders finished, right? Did that finish? Oh, just about. I believe it's in the ultimate. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. Final arc. Final, oh, Final Arc, okay. I haven't read any of that, but that's been getting a lot of praise as well. Um, so, yeah, there's plenty of goodness there for, from, uh, for Jeff and the Lemire fans. But also, yeah, as Joel, uh, check out Joel's interview. It's really cool. Hell yeah. Uh, in that, I guess, could sort of be a segue into some <laughs> Yeah, sort of. <laughs> sort of, yeah, yeah. True, well, it's all kind of journalistic, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. Um yeah, so we've only got, you know, only got a couple of bits of news here, but they are juicy bits of news. Um, so I'd say, uh, do you want to grab the first one, Connor, then? Uh, yeah, uh, just dropped as of mm-hmm. some time. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have uh, issue 194 kicking off uh, basically the next part of after Crazy Runs in the Family. Uh, starting off basically a series of one-shot, Moon Knight 194, got its preview pages for uh, the true origin of Mark Spector. So that's uh, it's a couple of pages preview uh, from mm-hmm. Adventures in Poor Taste. We've uh, posted up on the Facebook group, but we'll also leave it in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it'll just be, you just want to wait it out. But I just want to say, Ty Templeton's art, good looking so far. Oh, well, I haven't checked it out, but I, I totally have faith in you there, Connor, and I... Can't wait to um, can't wait to hang out until Wednesday. I'd say, geez, Wednesday is going to be big, isn't it? We've got Infinity War, and then we've got oh, Mooney uh, Mooney issue coming out. Um, yeah, we'll also put a spoiler thread as usual in our Facebook group, so uh, be sure to have a look out for that. And uh, if you want to start discussing, if you had a little read of the preview, and before you know it kind of comes out, um, yeah, we'll start kind of getting in some feedback uh, from loonies who want to leave their thoughts on it. Uh, it should be good. It's got the, um, it's got the, yeah, as you say, it, it surprised me. It, you reminded me again, Connor, of it, it being a, there's a series of one shots for this. So this should be quite interesting. Um, harking back to the, the Ellis days, possibly, you know, with his uh, six issue run. Yeah. yeah. Which, which I, thought, I found was pretty cool. There's nothing wrong with one shots. They actually work quite well. Um, and there's not so much, um, I guess, obligation, if you are a casual reader of Moon Knight or, or want to pick up to see how Moon Knight is, it's a perfect way to, to drop in, I think. Oh, totally, and I think that's why Ellis was so successful in um, mm. getting new readers. 
Yeah. And uh, and on top of that as well, the only other bit of news we have comes from Newsarama. Uh, the July solicitations were released for Marvel Comics, and in it, of course, amongst a plethora of other comic book issues, um, one of which were the multiple, multiple issues of the Hunt for Wolverine, which is seems to be the big the big thing in Marvel coming up. Uh, we've got 197 of Moon Knight, and they released uh, some, I'm assuming it's cover art again from Becky Cloonan. Um, and it looks it looks like a good one there, Connor. It's um, it's almost I think I mentioned just to you before we started the podcast. It's uh, almost like John the Baptist esque, his his head on a platter, and uh, it's titled "A Meal for Malevolent Madmen," and it goes on to say in a bullet form, uh, a group of psychotic killers gather for a feast, but there's more on the menu than delectable dishes. Who is the mysterious figure who has gathered these villains, and to what end? Will Moon Knight make it in time to dish out their just desserts, or will he become the main course? I just love this. Um, really kind of, oh, I don't know what you call it, on the nose, um, you know, marketing here. It, it was a little, uh, a little, you know, with, with Moon Knight, um, his head on a platter, they've got all the um, all the cliches coming out. Dish out, dish out just desserts and becoming the main course. I love it. But, um, yeah, it looks good. Uh, there's very little to go on here, Connor, but um, I don't know. It's still interesting f- for you. Yeah, and if you think this sounds uh, pretty cross-like, this does actually mark the return of uh, Jason Burroughs since um, the last issue of Crazy Runs in the Family takes a break from uh, 193 all the way up to 197, so he's back with this one. Ah, oh, yes, good pickup. So, are we to believe then maybe the Ty Templetons are all the one shots? So that would be a good four, five, six, uh, three of them. There'll be three one shots. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. And Ty Templeton isn't doing all of them, I believe. Oh, it's okay. A rotating roster. Right. Oh, exciting. Um, mm. do you remember who the other ones were then? I can't remember uh, from the I'll other list of editions. That would be pretty. It's a pretty. It was a pretty decent roster, though. Okay, yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. I mean, always good to have Jason Burroughs back, um, you know, as we've discussed um, since the beginning of the Legacy issues. Um, Jason Burroughs has been one of the more popular artists, I guess, for Moon Knight. He's been very, very uh, consistent indeed. Um, but yeah, it'd be good to have just, you know, a smattering of, of other, you know, one-off artists. There's actually only one more after Ty Templeton. The next two issues are done by artist Paul Davison. Paul um, Davison. Okay. All right. Um, I've not heard of. No. Um, phew, true. Let me let me just... Dave, Davidson, was it? Or Davison? Yeah. Or Davidson. Comic artist. Sorry, this is real-time loonies, real-time investigations oh. here. Uh, Thrilling, as always. Uh, uh, he seems to be tied to... Uh, Civil War 2, Choosing Sides. He must have done something in there. Uh, and he's done X-Men Legacy, Legion. Um, he's probably been oh, in there somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is just... I'm just quickly looking through. Um, hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, he's got some chops. Should be uh, should be pretty fun to, fun to see, those coming issues. But, yes, of course, we have 194 coming up, which... Um, 
let's see what that unfurls for us. And, and I believe, uh, you know, obviously it's it's to do with Mark's childhood and uh, another look at his origin, which would be pretty good. But yeah, those were the those were the um, the news items, I guess, for this week, Connor. Not not too much, but uh, both of them quite potent, I think. Oh yeah, just. Uh... <laughs> You know, we got the we got the we got the big one next week. New issues always mm-hmm. keep us going, but we do have another five issues of reviews for you here. So yeah, probably don't leave you too uh, disappointed. No, for sure. And um, I don't know. Shall we get shall we get into it? Our Infinity War special. Yeah, I think so. I think Infinity War in special in the loosest term to the upcoming film, but uh, yeah. Let's get into that. Let's get into that. And I haven't figured out a intro music for it yet, but yeah. cue intro music now. <laughs> okay, yes, in the Infinity War special from Into the Night. All to do with Moon Knight, though, so, you know, we are sticking to our boy here. So um yeah so this is a very a very different kind of format than what you're probably used to loonies um since we've got a lot of comics here five comics to review uh we're going to we're going to do it um kind of as an overview for all of them uh so basically we're just going to quickly go through the the main infinity events in the 90s which basically what the MCU Infinity War is based on um, but then we'll go through also how Moon Knight factors into these um, Infinity events. And there were three of them, basically. Uh, 1991 started it all uh, with Jim Starlin, and that kicked it off with Infinity Gauntlet, um, which a lot of people, I'm sure, are familiar with, and which the MCU movie Infinity War is largely based upon. Then in 1992, off the back of that success, they um, released a sequel, Infinity War, um, and in 1993, they went for a third bite at the cherry, um, so it must have been going well, and they had another event called Infinity Crusade. So, um, see this as a crash course, loonies, if you aren't familiar with Infinity events um, and want to know how Mooney um, is involved in it. <laughs> um, uh, let's, I don't know, we'll go through Infinity Gauntlet in 1991, and as a roundabout... A very informal kind of bare bones to it. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet basically is what you see, or what I'm assuming we'll see in Infinity War, the movie. Thanos is looking for the Infinity Gems, as they were known back then. They've later been turned into stones, but they were actually gems before. And uh, he basically goes around and collects it to create his Infinity Gauntlet. What he really wants to do is he wants to impress death. Um, so the um, embodiment of death... Uh, Thanos is obsessed with death. So the only way that he can impress her, he reckons, is that if he can obliterate half the population in the entire universe. And the only way to do that, uh, and the only thing powerful enough to do that, is with the Infinity Gauntlet. And anyway, he does get it, eventually, and he actually he does it. He obliterates half the population. So... Half of the superheroes, um, as we know it, were obliterated. And I believe Moon Knight was part of that as well. So, uh, yeah. So he doesn't really get much of a a feature in the Infinity Gauntlet. But um, the other half of the heroes do their thing. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be kind of emulated in the movie. Um, They take on Thanos. um, 
as it is, good versus evil, um, and Thanos kind of loses in the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's how it's... And, and the the, uh, the stones are, or the gems are, um, I think, given to Adam Warlock, and I can't remember if he disperses them or not, or he holds on to them, but uh, Adam Warlock plays a big part in this. So that was Infinity Gauntlet. Um, Connor, would you like to maybe summarize Infinity War the following year? All right, Infinity War the following year. Marvel's are not great choices of uh, looking for sequels where they don't belong. <laughs> uh, Infinity War has Adam Warlock getting the uh, Infinity Gauntlet this time, and basically becoming sort of a totally logical being. So he removes his emotions, his good and his bad, and they become two separate beings with his evil person becoming the Magus, the Magus, Magus. Mm-hmm. Magus. <laughs> and the good side becoming the goddess and the uh, Magus, if you will, uh, gets the cosmic cubes mm-hmm. and basically incapacitated uh, eternity, that incredibly powerful being, uh, and... Uh, Creates a whole nother evil interdimensional realm and an army of doppelgangers to uh, stop Earth superheroes so he can control the universe. But of course, the heroes stop him, but not before uh, they find out that uh, the Living Tribunal do not does not want the Infinity Gauntlet to be used. So uh, they have to first get Eternity out of incapacitation and get the Infinity Gauntlet to stop the... Uh, Doppelganger. So basically, a bunch of humans stay on Earth to defend uh, a bunch of different things. Franklin uh, Richards is one of them, and a bunch of others, the Fantastic Four, all that go into space to fight the Magoose. And uh, <laughs> Mooney is one of our boys back on Earth fighting doppelgangers to save yeah. the lives of uh, Earth and, and kind of having a kind of unimportant role in the whole grand scheme because. The heroes on Earth just kind of fight the doppelgangers and people in space save them and then it ends. But, but, but he does got, get a bit of a time to shine. He does have a time to shine. A bit of a, he, gets, he gets to um, partake in a lot of battles. may not be the war, but he, he, gets, you know, he gets to get really into there with the, um, with the battles, with the doppelgangers. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, Connor, he's a, we, can, we can do this joint thing in 1993 to, to cap <laughs> off the trilogy, Infinity Crusade. Um, so Infinity Crusade, it's more, I think, to do with the goddess, so the good aspect mm. of, of Adam Warlock, and, um, less so the Magoose. <laughs> um, uh, but basically, from what I have read, and this is, out of the three, this is the one that I'm least familiar with, um, the goddess decides to create an army, um, and she brainwashes a lot of the heroes, so the heroes... And heroines are, who were more susceptible to being brainwashed. So if they had a, a near-death experience or um, there were some other um, criteria. Like religious. Religious, yeah, exactly. A bunch yeah. of other things that made Moon Knight a good candidate. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, so she wanted to, um, yeah, have this have this army. Um, I'm a, it's a bit sketchy with all this, actually, Connor. There was a cosmic egg, actually, involved, which... Um, which was formed once you collected all the cosmic cubes. Is that correct? Not too. Uh, yes, sir. I believe uh, she sold the cosmic cubes at the end of um, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Grant wishes. The Grant wishes. That's right. And uh, and actually, Professor X had a big role in this as well. He actually um, 
He took one for the team, um, but he, with his telepathic uh, abilities, as well as Adam Warlock and Thanos, I think, managed to, the three of them managed to defeat the goddess who, I don't know, she kind of probably, she's probably, you know, a little overambitious, and I think that's why they kind of all sided up against her. Um, yeah, she basically wants to use the egg to rid the universe of evil, but... Yeah. What's that going to do? So that's right, that's fuck right. Fuck up the universe and then... Yeah. ...remove all sentient life because that'll stop all evil for good. It's like... It's kind of like Ultron, isn't it? You know, the best mm. way to, to cure something is to just get rid of everything. <laughs> like, you know, uh, which is not entirely, you know, um, good uh, for the better of it. So anyway, yeah. Um, and Moon Knight's role in this, uh, it's really weird. <laughs> we'll get into it, but... There's an overlapping art here with um, the Knights Templar and Bloodline. Uh, we actually see Frenchie. There's a there's a big thing with Frenchie here. We actually find Frenchie's not your just average merc. He's now got something within him that makes him a bit more than just a normal merc. Um, yeah, and there's uh, the Seth Falcon, who's oh, it, it just it kind of boggles my mind. But anyway, <laughs> well. Um, We'll factor that into, I guess, when we talk about 57, issue 57. Um, yeah, Connor, so I guess the difference between the Infinity War movie and the Infinity War in comics, as I mentioned, I believe the Infinity War movie will be largely based on the Infinity Gauntlet. And as you mentioned, Connor, Infinity War in the comics was, was for want of a better term it was just basically fighting your your evil half right there was all about doppelgangers which was a great way it was a great way for marvel to kind of um i don't know it was, it was they were easy it was easy like you know to all you got to do is just make up some other evil half and actually what i thought with moon knight he actually um his evil half which was moonshade uh kind of shone a bit i thought uh it was a uh, quite a ambitious doppelganger so normally the doppelgangers were kind of one-dimensional they were basically uh like for like in ability and all that but they were just evil uh moonshade i thought had uh had a bit of um had a bit, a bit of evil genius about about him i thought um what did you think about the whole uh, we'll get into it but what did you think about the whole moonshade and and his plot oh yeah moonshade was totally the best part and mm. the issue 42 was definitely the best part of the event where it deals with his uh, doppelganger. Mm. But I think, yeah, Moon Knight kind of gets a bigger role than you'd expect, you know. Mm. I suppose the 90s really incentivized, incentivized all the heroes meeting up. So there's a lot of crossovers that Mark Spector, Moon Knight, and his... Uh, yeah. He plays a pretty big part here, you know. He saves um, Franklin. He yeah. takes down a lot of doppelgangers. And yeah, Moonshade is super ambitious. Uh, it's supposed to reflect... Uh, the fact that Moon Knight's still a bit rogue is with the Avengers, yes. but he goes off and does his own thing, like in the previous issues, yep. taking down Doctor Doom when that's technically illegal. And to very do so in his foreign country. Yeah, and it's very much highlighted, wasn't it? How much of a rogue he still is. Like as you mentioned, him tackling on Doctor Doom, he gets in Captain America's bad books, um, and so a lot of the Avengers, I think, have an opinion of Moon Knight. Um, and it's only because of this cosmic event that he's been called in as a reserve Avenger. But um, his fellow colleagues are still a bit wary of him because of his, I guess, um, his hidden agendas. Uh, it's even also, as well as you mentioned, the Fantastic Four, uh, it's it's only because Alicia Masters 
tells mm. the Fantastic Four that he's actually saved Franklin, that they actually start to listen to him. Like the thing just wants to clobber him, you know, and, and Reed Richards doesn't want any anything to do with him because of what he did with Doctor Doom. And because also as well, let's not forget Moon Knight did trick Reed Richards into helping him get to Doom. Um, so Reed feels a bit obviously betrayed by Moon Knight. And of course, you'd rightly say you wouldn't be too trusting of someone that kind of has um, has kind of dodged you before. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so basically, um, in Infinity Gauntlet, uh, he had hardly any role. Infinity War, as we just mentioned, he's um, he's got a pretty good story arc in that. And Infinity Crusade, kind of Moon Knight's role in that. Um, I'm not sure overall. I don't know if he had a major factor in 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 the Goddess and uh, and the eventual events that happened with Thanos and Warlock, but he does get a bit of a does get a bit of a um, actually I think in Infinity Crusade it's more to do with with his own secondary plot right it's more to do with the Shadow Keep and yeah. and his legacy and his yeah I think it's more to do with that um, but yeah I I don't want to say too much more for Crusade because I really uh, I'm still a bit boggled by that <laughs> um, all right shall we get into uh, let's get into Mark Spector issues forty one to forty four and let's have a look at um, you know some of the some of the scenarios with Moon Knight, um, as we've already discussed some of them. So generally, where we where we jump in with issue forty one is that there are a whole bunch of heroes, Avengers, and mutants in Four Freedoms Plaza at the Fantastic Four's um, abode, and uh, and then there's you know there's an infiltration of doppelgangers, and then and then it's all on you know. So the the heroes fight each other, then the heroes fight doppelgangers. And we get to see, which I think is pretty cool, Connor, um, Moon Knight getting to fight a lot of other Marvel characters that you don't usually see him fight, you know? So we get him tackling the likes of Psylocke, uh, which is actually a very important, and Gambit. Um, so he tackles some of the, the mutants, but he holds his own pretty well against a lot of these higher-powered um, high powered heroes. Yeah, so that first issue is kind of like... There's a doppelganger in the mist. Mm-hmm. Reed and Tony both are both are sort of tr- uh, doppelganger. A doppelganger's tricked them into all fighting each other, mutant against Avenger. Yeah, Moon Knight gets caught in the middle. Yes, seeing, I lo- uh, a... Sorry, I'm about to say I love uh, caught in the middle when you say I love him when he gets surrounded by the Hulk, strong guy, and the Thing. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't get any um, any more in trouble than that. I think. Yeah, and he's complaining about, you know, not trying to pick sides when Psylocke and Storm's picking on it. Yep. And then Reed tries to blow up a gamma bomb, and then well, he's kind of, after that, he's kind of stuck behind where all the rest yeah. of the heroes leave him behind to go save space and reality itself. Mm-hmm. As a little detail, though, what I found interesting, and it, it, it comes up every now and again as well, is that it seems that Moon Knight is maybe one of the few heroes that is aware that Daredevil may have superhuman abilities. Um, because I think the the stock standard is, like, around this time, was that people just thought Daredevil was, uh, you know, a, a, like a ninja, like a highly proficient oh, and athlete. Really? Yeah, no one knew that he was... A, no one knew that he was blind, and, and B, no one knew that he actually had powers. But Moon Knight, um, it seems that he, he catches on, and he he's quite observant. 
So, like, for instance, when he sees Daredevil's doppelganger later on, uh, he notices that the doppelganger has these extrasensory powers and he, and he puts two and two together and he goes, yeah, it's what I suspected before. I reckon Daredevil's got some, some powers. Yeah, so it kind of shows um, how, how uh, savvy Moon Knight is as well. Yeah, and then uh, once once he's behind there, he actually kind of gets a nice bit of spotlight here. With yeah, we see his um, own doppelganger mm-hmm. doing his own thing, splitting from the pack, you know, representative of Moon Knight. But then he literally saves one of the most powerful beings in the universe, which is yeah, you know, a kind of role I guess would have been unheard of in eighties if he was ever in an event back mm. then, or even the first Infinity Gauntlet didn't have much of him. No, not at all. No, and again, he's he's taking on two double. He's taking on Franklin Richards's doppelganger, which is a very powerful doppelganger in his own right, and he's taking on his own doppelganger, who later becomes Moonshade. So he does very well here. He's actually he he hasn't got any backup. Alicia Masters is you know she's not she's not a superhero, um, and Franklin is asleep, and so they chuck on this siphon on Franklin's head, and the idea was to drain his life force. Uh, they don't get all of it, but um, what was interesting here is that the Moon Knight doppelganger then betrays the Franklin Richards doppelganger for his own his own needs. So this was what I was mentioning about how um, uh, Moon Knight's doppelganger's got more of an agenda, and you know it's a bit more fleshed out than the other usual doppelgangers. And uh, yeah, and he's he's uh, taken on the power for himself. Yeah. And the, the so and then that sort of leads him to, you know, why not conquer every other type of Moon Knight and become the most powerful mm. Moon Knight while everyone else is distracted, saving the rest of reality? Which I guess isn't a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. And I wonder actually how, yeah, there's a bit of a grey area. So when he absorbs um, Franklin Richards, not he doesn't absorb all his life force, but he gets a lot of it. Um, and I wonder how he come up with this plan of of. Uh, of trying to absorb all the Moon Knight entities from all over the the multiverse, um, I'm not sure how that factors into Franklin's own power. Was there a correlation? I mean, Franklin Richards had this he had this massive power, right? But it was more like a dream. I don't know what he can. Oh, maybe that's it. He he had this. Uh, he could had some sort of connection with realities, and maybe that's where Moonshade. Yeah, he's a he's yeah. a super. Yeah, he's like a. I think he's omnipotent, like. Mm. I'm not quite totally caught up. I can't remember from the Hick, uh, Hickman run, but like, um, like yeah, I remember that he's super powerful. You he's know, he's basically pretty... he's the one restoring reality after Secret Wars yeah. fucked it all up in like the current run. So yeah, I think yeah. Um, here he was doing all this in his sleep, and Moonshine yeah. had that siphon, which is a terrible pun. <laughs> no. uh, that he's like so basically he almost takes like a portion of um his power and absorbs it into himself to just hop across reality yeah and so he he absorbs a lot of it um to become moonshade the doppelganger well he he kind of calls himself that after he's absorbed some but we know since he hasn't absorbed all of franklin's energies he isn't able to absorb all the moon knights in all the multiverses so what we get um and in as we get into the next issue is that we get uh, a little look into other realities of Moon Knights, which I thought was really fun, actually, and it was a really good way to introduce it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've never seen anything tackled like this before. But no. God, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's the only part, I think it's, 
take that. Well, I think issue 44 was pretty good, but this is the only issue where I was totally like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek, isn't there, as well? So the first um, uh, Moon Knight alternate, you know, in another reality we see is Dark Moon. And he's already kind of got like a Batman kind oh, of yeah. look to him. But we even later on, we, we see even other ones that are closer to Batman. But yeah, Dark Moon is the first... Um, is the first uh, Moon Knight from another reality that we see, and uh, and Moonshade um, pretty much, I think he ends up absorbing him, doesn't he? he uh, yeah, he does that with all of them. Yum yum. Yeah, so he he, he calls them meals, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, Dark Moon isn't able to uh, isn't able to survive that one, and then um, he, he just keeps on jumping realities, and and for some reason he takes Moon Knight with him. I don't know why. Uh, uh, he, just... he says he's basically like the. He's the strongest, like, and most determined, so hardest to eat, basically. And he calls him the worst tasting, so he says he's going to save him to last because um, oh, okay. he has the adamantium armor, which yes. is their weakness. Well, and that's interesting as well. It's it, Apparently it's the adamantium which um, defines this Moon Knight apart from the other ones in all the other realities. And it's the one that actually hurts moonshade so adamantium has a has a bit of a role in this if you were to play a drinking game with mm-hmm. a strong enough strong enough alcoholic content if yeah. you did a shot every time moon knight talked about his how cool is adamantium beer, <laughs> you could probably get a bit drunk. i he think really likes mentioning his adamantium suit or his truncheon or yeah I, I like it i like it and look i i don't want to lead people down the wrong path and obviously drink responsibly but Connor I think that's an awesome idea I've always had that idea for <laughs> for the show and and I'd like I wanted to call it let's get sheet faced um but yeah it's oh yeah when we like first started this podcast yeah someone made a conchu drink or something yeah there's conchu uh there's a cocktail that's right it's available online um yeah. we're gonna have to sift through the Still early too young to drink so yeah of course it's seven years on but we're here Exactly, um, and drink responsibly, please. But uh, that's a great idea, Connor. A drinking game about adamantium references. I reckon you'll be under the table before you know it, in the yeah. 90s at least. But um, so anyway, uh, they go to another reality, and again we see uh, Moon Fang, which seems to be yeah. more like a... It's pretty cool, actually. I think it would be my favourite, only because he's you know, dark and he seems to be vampiric, I think, almost. Yeah, Big vampire, bro. big vampire. But he um, does he, does he get absorbed or he he manages to dodge that? Oh, I think he did get absorbed, didn't he? Yeah, he does get. Absorbed. Oh, he he dies. Okay, right. It's a bit it's a bit um, obscure here. So uh, he what happens? He buries um he buries Moonshade, but then somehow Moonshade comes up and absorbs him. Uh, well, anyway, so. We're in the nineties here, so there's no need to explain it, explain anything. Uh, then they shift again to another reality, which is pretty cool. It's like a holy war. Yeah, yeah, space holy war. Good times. Mm. And there's um there's two here. There's Crescent Moon, so she's the uh, the Moon Knight kind of um, you know version. And there's another. It's, it's almost like a bat, a bat guy here. So again, is this like a another little dig at Moon Knight and Batman? There seems uh, to be a lot of references. I don't know. There's a lot of references to other things. I don't know all the others except for this one. And I think it's probably... There's probably some big cartoon, like... Mm, okay. Gargoyles or, you know, some anime that this is probably referencing. 
Yeah, I mean, like, is there any any anime or manga that you can? Not that I'm picking up. No. But, um, okay. The 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 villainous bat looking guy. He <laughs> seems familiar. I ain't got nothing. Maybe this is not a bat. Yeah. Movie, I don't know. Yeah, he reminds me of uh, Man Bat from DC. Um, but that's only because he's got a bat face. But anyway, that's uh. Anyway, uh, Crescent Moon, she doesn't last too long. Well, actually, she, she really she really suffers here. Uh, Moonshade gets his tentacles uh, all over her, and uh, he sucks the life out of her, so she doesn't really make it. She's, she's like a husk at the end, isn't she? Oh, yeah. She's a... And then I think, Connor, this is your probably your favourite page. <laughs> oh, it's the best page. So first you've got a, yeah. you've got a spirit homage. Um, yes. Will Eyes does the spirit there. Then mm-hmm. you've got a space ghost reference with yeah. a moon ghost. Very cool. And then you've got Dynamite, a D- giant Tyrannosaurus know. Rex that Moon Knight <laughs> tries to save by giving him a big hug, but he dies. And that yeah. Dynamite was the last straw Moon Knight, I think, so that's the one that hit him the hardest. He's ready to, he's ready to fight. Yeah, and Dynamite, with a, he's got his own gun holster and everything. It's, uh, it would have been really cool that's to see. He's got to make up for it somewhere. That's it, yeah. The show. But uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. I thought, um, and uh, actually, it doesn't stop there. Um, then we find he's underwater, and we have Moon Maid, so kind of like a Moon Knight mermaid. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's in Atlantan uh, Police. So he's uh, in some version of Manhattan, but it's underwater. Not not Atlantis, but it's uh, another version. It's probably of... one where Atlantis took over the world. Yeah, exactly. And I think Moon Maid, um, she, she buys it. She doesn't make it. Um, and Moonshade continues on his way. Um, and then we get we get the real. I reckon that the most the closest thing to Batman and Robin. Well, it's right Adam on the West nose. West Batman. Yeah, exactly, Adam West Batman and Burt Ward. So we have Moon Boy and we have Moon Man. Um, and yeah, the way they speak it was really funny. I thought it was typical sixties Adam one. West. Mm, and they're in Cosmopolis, so um, it looks very fun. Look, they're just giant, you know, gimmicks like Acme, Acme pencils. They got playing cards. It's, it's all weird. I don't know what, as I said, I don't know what Terry Cavanaugh was on, but he he's really pulled out the goods here. Um, so anyway, Moon Man is really struggling, um, and I think does he buy it as well? He bites the dust. He Moon bites Boy the dust. Survives. Moon Boy survives. Yep. Oh, he looks disgusting though, doesn't he? Moon Boy's got all these craters on his, on his costume. It looks like, ugh, <laughs> looks like, like I don't know, scars or something. But yeah, Moon Man uh, is not able to save himself. And um, and in this to end this issue, we have Moon Knight using the adamantium. So go have your shot of your desired drink or beverage. Uh, and he decides to use a charged up uh, conductive charge in his truncheon to blow up uh, Moonshade from within. But when he does that, we're left in that issue with him in nowhere, basically. He's blown up the whole reality as well. Um, yeah, so quite exciting stuff. Um, and I guess as we get into issue 43, that little uh, reveal at the end doesn't last long because he, he finds himself transported back to, I guess, his own reality. And uh, and then we get more of a more of a battle with all the other doppelgangers and um and heroes uh still in four freedoms plaza yeah yeah this next one's kind of just it really just is fighting like there's yeah. nothing else to it 
Mm. There's a bit of um, there's a bit more of a reveal, I guess, of uh, the Shadow Keep. So, oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. And the, I have the... no idea what the fuck. This is. <laughs> yeah. What on earth is Shadow Keep? Yeah, it's really weird. I think they decided it's yeah, it's Shadow Keep and the Shadow Cabinet. So Mark Spector and Frenchie had this um, consortium, I guess, and they all had specialties. Um, it was basically they were like a knowledge base for them. So you have Mercy here, who is a, who's a medical person, uh, and she's like diagnosing um, his condition. Because as uh, loonies who are aware of the '90s events, um, after Moon Knight battles the Demo Goblin, um, he picks up this really weird disease, and his body is kind of deteriorating slowly. So under the armor, the armor actually is keeping him together, and he's slowly kind of um, deteriorating. So the Shadowkeeper in this stage are used by Frenchie to try and figure out what they can do. Um, and yeah, Frenchie says, Look, we've got to find the Hobgoblin. Um, uh, there was another thing there in Web of Spider-Man where the Hobgoblin and the Demo Goblin split up. So I think they want to, I don't know, they want to just find the Hobgoblin to try to get some answers or something. But as you mentioned, Connor, it's mainly fighting. Some pretty cool fights here. So Moon Knight fights, uh, fights Beast. And uh, Black Knight, one of my favourites as well, um, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, I think yeah. Yep. Oops. Sorry. Oh, I love. I, I like Gambit more in this issue actually. Of all yeah. Things. Big Gambit fan, but yeah, there was just a lot of fun back and forth. There was some yeah. Real nineties inclusions. You had Namorita. You had some yeah. Venom. Well, that the thing is, yeah. Also, Connor as well with Gambit, because remember. Um, a couple of issues back in 41, I think, Psylocke actually uses her Psyblade on, on Moon Knight and she gets a peek into his psyche and um, he's got some defences that he's been taught by, you know, one of the Shadow Keep members, uh, Sigmund. Um, but and, and she says, oh, yeah, that's all just, you know, that's easy stuff. I can, I can navigate my way through that. But she actually delves really deep into his mind and she finds something very kind of scary that like puts her off from from telepathically connecting with Moon Knight, and she actually finds out that he's dying, and so she gives it. I don't know for some reason, she doesn't want to do it, so she gives it to Gambit. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, she just she just flicks it onto him, you know, <laughs> and she tells Gambit, look, you know, you've got to tell you've got to tell him that he's dying. So yeah, so Gambit's got a bit of a role as well. He's got to tell Moon Knight that uh, that he's dying, which is funny because I think he knows it already. <laughs> So, anyway, so I think they the, the writers try to make it as a as a, a tension, you know. Oh, he's got to tell him something that he doesn't know, but I think he does. Like when you when your body's like melting away, I think yeah, I think you're pretty clued in that you're not going to be around for much longer. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, and there's another thing here, Connor, with the Knights Templar. Yes, uh, so they're diff- they're evil guys looking, I guess. Well, (laughs) they look like it, but what happens is that... So they want to get in touch with Frenchie. So the Knights Templar are the protectors of the bloodline. And this will come later on in Crusade. And it starts getting very convoluted. Anyway, the Knights Templar are protectors of the bloodline. And Frenchie actually happens to be part of that bloodline. So he... Frenchie has this weird ability. He can actually transform I don't know if it's like the Hulk or something or he can he can consciously transform into an 18th century um, ancestor of his 
um, which I can't remember the name. Uh, yeah, and apparently oh, he's... Oh, that's what happens. It's yeah. Seven. Yes, yeah. I can't remember his name. Remo or something or something. He's got some <laughs> French name. But uh, yeah, so he's a pirate or something. And so anyway, he he can convert, he can, he can change into this guy. And apparently that guy's... I don't know, super powered or he's, he's quite tough. So it's kind of like, uh, here's Jekyll and Hyde. He can do that. But yeah, so anyway, we get an introduction of the Knights Templar here who do look sinister at the beginning, but yeah, they end up being, um, the protectors of the bloodline. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, if we're doing, looking at more of the fights here, can we get a bit more of a dark hawk here as well, which is pretty cool. Nice. Big 90s guy, but I'm a big, big fan 90s. of him, actually. Yeah, me too. He's great. with Nova as well, who we see kind of get the short end of the stick. Yep, Nova. And, oh, one of my other favourites, Multiple Man, is there as well. What an ugly costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so sexier in the... the, the, the... French coat and the Peter yes. David one—that is just that is atrocious. I know, like he's got that. Yeah, he, he's got the big X on his head and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, very much a lot the uh, the green and yellow that he gets later on. Um, but we get Moon Knight fighting uh, the doppelganger of Daredevil, um, and he does pretty well. So if you if you to pit both of them together, you know you'd say Daredevil's probably the better fighter, but Moon Knight seems to be doing pretty well against him. Well, he's double Hellcats game. here and Speedball, both big fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speedball was big back... Oh, the New Warriors basically were big back back then, so that's why the name of Rita. Anyway, so Moon Knight gets surrounded. Um, there's a bit more talk here as we flick through um, of the Shadow Shadow Keep and Frenchie. Basically, we've got to... We've got to investigate. We've got to... Basically, they just... We want to bloody save Mark, which is... Uh, a lot of words to say that, and then Frenchie reveals. Um, he looks at Mark's. Mark's actually given him a um, a code to, in the event of Moon Knight's death, to do this such and such. And Frenchie's just reminded that in case worst case scenario, that's what will happen. A little tear rolls off his cheek, um, and yeah, we get again as you say, it's just constant fighting, isn't it? Oh, and the big thing with this forty three is that all of a sudden. You know, bam, whammo, the doppelgangers kind of revert to their normal form. Yeah, and... it just gets solved off page, and then like... Yeah, yes. Okay. But I think that... And they've got the footnote here as well. So it says, For the story of Doctor Strange and the Silver Surfer's long-distance intervention, see Infinity War 4. So I think it ties into with issue 4 of Infinity War. And uh, I haven't got it on hand here, but I think Doctor Strange and Silver Surfer do something. And it basically conveniently disables all the doppelgangers. That's why you get the big sludge that they are. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, and that pretty much ends um, ends forty three, uh, with obviously Gambit saying, "Oh, you've got to hear me out." But he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't get it. Doesn't get to say anything. Um, yeah. So we finally get into issue forty four of Mark Spector Moon Knight, which is a very loose crossover yeah it is isn't it um it is because most of the stuff i think by now has been sorted i mean they're into infinity war and on the first page it's already referencing infinity war six so um i think most of the stuff has been kind of done and i think most of this isn't it um on the knights templar but also on mark specter trying to find a way to to cure himself with reed richards and dr strange yeah, so it's a. Uh, sorry, checking on a mint. 
nearly died. <laughs> you know what they say. Um, yeah, so this actually deals with the fact that Mark Spector is dying, and there seems to be mm-hmm. some sort of demon within him. Yeah, it's um, again, it all it all comes back to when he got infected by um, the hobgoblin who was possessed himself by a demon. Um, so the demo goblin. Um, yeah, and uh, the Fantastic Four uh, make their way back to Earth after the events in Infinity War. Uh, so we're kind of tying up, I think, Infinity War. But they, they come back. They do a bit of clean-up in the Four Freedoms Plaza. So the Thing and the Human Torch kind of incinerate what's left of all the doppelgangers. Um, and apparently when all that happened, all the heroes were returned to their original locations. So the Fantastic Four are surprised. Well, Reed Richards surprised when they see Moon Knight still there. And uh, he basically says, yeah, well, I was reverted back to wherever I was, but, you know, I made my way back over here now because I've got um, I've got something that I hope you can help me with. And this is where we discuss that the Fantastic Four were showing, okay, Moon Knight's a bit of a rogue. Um, why should we help you? Why should we trust you? And this is where, um, this is where Alicia reveals that he did a very noble thing by, by saving Franklin Richards. Um, so they decide, and then there's a bit of a recap of him doing his whole thing with Moonshade, um, and then he reveals very disgusting. I thought he oh kind of he takes yeah. takes off the glove, and his hands are like skeletal, but like his skin's like dripping from it, and uh, he's almost got talons. And he takes off his um his chest, his his vest or whatever. Um, and he's not looking good at all. He's looking more like The Walking Dead than than uh, Mark Spector. Yeah, but um, Doctor Strange then somehow makes his way back. Hell yeah, and, he does. And it's he's really like, cool. No one I'm needed. Yeah, he's, exactly. Just yep. Anyone call? And uh, so he and it's really cool here. I think it's because it's both science and magic to try and figure out what's happening to Moon Knight, and they they both all do their um do their uh, what is it prognose prognoses or they they all kind of all study what's happening and you see that there's this thing that is infecting Moon Knight and it's a really a, like a de- demonic I don't know what it is like a a virus uh, not even virus it's like a like a fungus or a parasite or something um, and yeah that's what's causing him to um, to to wither. Uh, so anyway, yeah, and so this is more so about that than the Infinity War itself, um, and it's Doctor Strange and Reed Richards trying to help him. Um, and so they manage to, after a bit of a a bit of a tantrum from Moon Moon Knight, um, they manage to calm him down um, and try to figure out what to do and this is um there's a little short thing here connor i thought as well on um, on the digital that we got near to the end page 20 of 22 um finally in mark specter moon knight or on this thing we get a little bit of a connection here to Konshu. so we see a bit of mark's faith here or moon knight's faith and he uh he kneels before Konshu and he's just kind of um he's just asking for help i think because um because he, you know, he's he's dying basically. Um, he's not scared. He says, "What does he say?" Mark Spector's died before, so the concept of death itself doesn't really scare me. But the end of my life truly terrifies me. Um, what do you make of that text there, Connor? That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit weird, but it seems he, he seems okay with dying. By yeah, it's yeah. Like, 
I'll get it. I'll, there'll be another one of me. It's fine. Whatever. Goodbye. Yeah, that's true as well. He said the trappings of Moon Knight can be passed on so the Avatar can outlive the man. Um, but he, he says at the end, though, but, you know, I'm not going to just lay down and take it. He said, I'm not dead yet. So, you know, bring it on, basically. Uh, and then we get a bit more of um, of the Shadow Keep. Um, all in holograms, you know, just deciding what they want to do. Um, trying to help Mark. He's got, like, he gives himself a... Uh, a time limit there. He's got 25 hours left. Uh, so yeah, what they want to do, I think they want to go and, and break in and, and they want to get the Hobgoblin. Um, but there seems to be a bit of a, a bit of an obstacle at the end with um, something happening there with electricity and uh, and uh, the 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 jail. And that's kind of where it ends. Yeah, kind of leads straight off into the next part. But it into did the... have Doctor Strange doing his magic, which is cool because I love it when we see Doctor Strange doing things. Yeah, and he has um, he has featured in Moon Knight before in the in the nineteen eighty run as well. Oh, yeah. So great issues like that was cool or something. Mm. It's really cool to see them together. So um, any 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 time for Doctor Strange is always a good one. So uh, that pretty much ends the the involvement of Moon Knight in Infinity War. And as you can see, in issue forty four. There wasn't, as as you said, Connor, as well. There wasn't too much to add in Infinity War. Everything was wrapped up, and the the sense that Moon Knight is only, you know, basically a street level person. They decided to kind of focus more on his own problems, and and basically set up the next issues to come, which is, you know, which is fair enough. So, um, so I think Connor. I mean, look, I don't know if we will come back. Maybe we will like come back and do a proper bare bones and all that of each and every one of these issues when we get round to it. But um, as for Crescent Dark ratings, if we're to lump this as 41 to 44, uh, what would you give ratings for uh, for Moon Knight's involvement in Infinity War? Ooh, that's tough. So let's kind mm. of run it down, make this segment go for too long. I think 41's fine. Like, I think it's probably like a 3 out of 5. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. it's sort of... A, it was um, It was like... It was like basic fun, you know, it had the tie it had Moon Knight versing his doppelganger Moonshade with the Franklin Richards stuff and giving mm-hmm. him purpose. So I thought that was that was strong. Um, then the next issue was really fun. And also, um, 41 wasn't great for art, and then I thought 42 really blew me away. Like, mm-hmm. such a great lineup. You had Claus Jansen, you had Ty Templeton in there, actually, I saw. Oh, these. was Ty Templeton in there? Right. Yeah, I don't know which did which, but, you know, we had this rotation of artists. We had Kelly Jones, Tom Palmer, Jason, uh, James Fry. You know, there was, like, so many, so many greats in here, and the art just excels. So even that would probably give, like, a, a, like a three... Like, yeah, like a three point seven five out of being a fun kind oh, of inconsequential nice. story and just really strong. Uh, and then the one after forty uh, forty three is just really basic fighting. You know, it's a real nothing issue with okay art. That's like a yeah, that's like a two out of two out of five. Oh, <laughs> okay, it's just, it's just so. It's so perfectly okay that it doesn't matter the grand scheme of the universe. <laughs> and then the issue after is probably like a like a three point two five, let's say. You know, it uh-huh. expands the next part of the story. It has some fun action. Doctor Strange does some cool thing, cool things. Once again, 
not the greatest start, not one compared to 42. So, yeah, I mean, you round that all up, and you get a you get a three out of five for this this event, which isn't awesome. too bad. Okay, so uh, three out of five in total, but I'm just putting you down for all the other ones as well, because as I mentioned, I'd like to catalogue all our marks. So we've got a 3, a 3.75, a 2, and a 3.25. And overall, round about, say, 3. So that's pretty cool. Um, look, similar, kind of, I think. I would give I'd give the first one, I'd say, about a 3 as well. Um, because, you know, it didn't shine, but it was still, it was still quite readable, I thought. Um, with 42, I'd give that... I'd go up to, I'd be crazy, and I'm just going to go up to four. Um, I just love it. It's crazy fun. Look, you know, it is hard, as you mentioned. It's hard to compare. It's because I think we're comparing apples with oranges with stuff like, you know, you look at the Lemire run and the the more modern run, the Houston run, or the 80s run, and then you look at the 90s, because the 90s was a very uh, very special time. So um, in the scheme of things and for the fun factor and actually even for the fun of it looking back, I would give it a four because it was quite enjoyable, and the whole idea of seeing all those different moonies and moonshade was was really cool. I thought um, I would give forty three. I actually enjoyed that um, a bit more okay. than usual, so I'd give that a three point five. I, I enjoyed that uh, only because again, you know, I'm a sucker for for mindless and and senseless action, and and there was a lot of it here. You know, basically as Connor said, it was all just fighting. And it was broken up with the stuff with the Knights Templar and um, and the Shadow Keep as well. So forty three was still was still readable in the sense um, it wasn't you, you didn't get too lost in what the hell was was going on, um, but there was enough dumb dumb action to, to you know give me a three point five. Um, and for forty four, I would bring that back down to probably a three as well. I did enjoy that because. Um, because of seeing the Fantastic Four and Doctor Strange, uh, and and to get more of a sense of what the hell was happening with Moon Knight's body, um, and there's something reassuring, like because it's slowly wasting away, right? But then when you get Reed Richards there and Doctor Strange, you know that you know as Moon Knight you're in good hands. So I kind of felt um, slightly slightly comforted in the fact that they were back there, and the fact that there was some sort of validation for Moon Knight uh, when Alicia. Uh, mentions to the Fantastic Four that he actually did a, a heroic thing, so um, that was you know big marks there for Mooney. Um, and from that, I guess that would be oh, I'd say three point five overall. Um, nice. It's yeah, it's been pretty. It was pretty good and uh, so readable. Nothing you know, nothing shining or, or outstanding, uh, but definitely an enjoyable read. So yeah, that that would be it for. Uh, the Infinity War Titans for Moon Knight. Now, Connor, we have got a cracker of an issue now. Uh, Infinity Crusade. Uh, this is going to be a hard one, Loonies. And I do suggest, Connor, and I might recommend that we might have to, I don't know, relook at this later on. Um, yeah, let's give it the benefit. I don't think I can properly give this one a score. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, let's, let's um, hold off on the score there. But did you want to... Did you want to go through it and discuss yeah, it? Let's yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, but we'll um, yeah, we want to give it the benefit of the doubt, basically. I, actually, I'll tell you after we after you talk about it, kind of what I would have given it based on reading it again, like today. Okay. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, but we will we will adjust that. So you can probably 
tell where we're heading, loonies. <laughs> um, so, okay, so Infinity Crusade, as we mentioned, it was the third of the um, of the, the three, I guess, so far, the Infinity events from Marvel. So this was in 1993. We're well into the 90s here. Um, we have Stephen Platt on, on art, and he ended up being... Well, he ends up being quite the... Uh, quite this sought after artist wasn't he like he ended up only being doing a few of the moon nights and a lot of these issues were they're pretty expensive if you're trying to backtrack and find your floppies of this so um yeah but, especially this end rock like 57 yeah. or 60 isn't it yep yep they're they're the hard ones to get um and 57 actually is, is quite difficult to get so um but if you're looking at it as story wise it's very oh, i don't know anyway so we have Marlene, and she starts off, and uh, immediately we're confused here. So Marlene is falling for somewhere, from somewhere, and she's saved by Donna Croft, who I think she's part of the... Um, I think she's part of the... Oh, I don't know where she is from. Um, she's an old-school rival. Um, she's connected to Seth Falcon somehow, I think. Um, so there might be a few errors here loonies so anyone that are massive fans of infinity crusade loonies please um please write in speak up <laughs> speak up please help us understand <laughs> yeah, help us the, understand. the old shining torch through this dark night oh gosh i mean the art's pretty cool very 90s art oh, uh look it's actually, art looks atrocious <laughs> yeah it's not it's not my cup of tea i mean like they they say it's kind of they say that platt was kind of like todd mcfarlane and all that i I can see where they're coming from, but I I reckon no. I, I reckon I Tom Mc... Yeah, Tom McFarlane yeah. was way better. <laughs> yeah, this is like most good art that just looks so dirty, like a dirty is a good word, yeah. It yeah, does. I just look at these pages and it's just so like uncleaned up, like faces faces are poorly rendered, there's so many like yeah. poor line work and then Moon Knight on this like first double page spread like that's that's Rob Liefeld bad muscle yeah what yeah. is that that's like uh, one day's worth of steroids away from being that like really famous like that Captain is America Rob Liefeld photo that is and look at his belt buckle it is massive that's, that's, that's like, like a satellite dish it's like that's, yeah. that's exactly right and my favorite from this double page spread. Is uh, is Sue Storm there in her classic? And I say that with tongue in cheek for sure. Loonies, Sue Storm there with her bikini outfit, and she's got the four on her like a oh, yeah. was it okay. like Power Girl or something? So um, she's got the uh, the boob window, but in the Multiple shape of a four. Behind it. <laughs> Multiple man, yeah. Oh, it's got cool Wonder Man as well. I do like Wonder Man myself, uh, but yeah, the art is uh, something very much of the time. Um, and so this splash page, as Connor was saying, shows the um, the army that the goddess is putting together. So you've got the likes of Thor, Multiple Man, Captain America, Spider-Man, Archangel. There's a lot of people there. Um, and then we also have... Oh, gosh, we've got more stuff here on... I think it's a bloodline. Um, yeah, that's the person Frenchie turns into. Yes, that's right. That's right. So he's with this other person, um, Agony, which... They don't seem to be good friends with. Agony was the one that actually... Is she in 43? She is. Yeah, oh, cool. with with Basilisk. So she's the yeah. one that um, crashes into the party for the Knights Templar. Um, but she, I don't, who knows what happens between then and 57. So she's now kind of hostage or she's now captive by, by Frenchie. 
and uh, and Frenchie then turns into his um, Henri Remont, the legendary Henri Lamont, and and uh, he's some sort of buccaneer or something. Uh, and uh, they crash land, and she reckons that he dies in the crash, um, but they crash land somewhere. And uh, and then we jump to this other thing where Seth Falcone is or Falcon is trying to regenerate or rejuvenate, and uh, and Agony says, "Look, just take my life force, because why not? I don't truly understand, <laughs> but why not just take my life force?" And he says, "No worries, consider yourself purged," and he uh, sucks the life out of her, and uh, he he turns out to be the big bad, but um, again. Very much overworked, I think, line line work here from from Platt. Um, <laughs> you get you get a you get Seth here um, right in the middle, and there's a demon, a winged demon, um, wanting to give his own life force to to Seth, in a very provocative pose. There, um, it's really ri- ridiculous. Um, and then so Seth, they go through the last gate to to Hellhole. And, uh, oh boy, that's going to be fun. So, off they go. Um, we go back to, we go back to the army, um, led by the Psy Priestess Moondragon. And did you get this, Connor? What is happening here with Spidey and Moon Knight? Spidey... So, yeah, based... So it seems the... So the goddess has control over all these people, basically, making her his army. And she's mm-hmm. pointing out Moon Knight as the black sheep, you know, saying, yeah. are you truly worthy of the goddess? And she's like, all right, go beat the shit out of Spider-Man for me. Ah, she's right. Like, I'm going to take multiple men with me. And that's why there's, like, some line about, you know, seeing Spidey's side of the story. Right. Know, his own series. Right. And there's a very much... Um... If anything, out of out of all of this art in the page, the the thing that was most appealing to me, only because it is so much a copy of Todd McFarlane, yeah. was there, there's this, yeah this one of Spider Man swinging away, and actually that to me that's a really decent, um, uh, you know, um, drawing of Spider Man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, but that's probably the only thing I think out of this whole issue. Uh, but again, but it's it's because it's so much like Todd McFarlane, and I don't want to harp on on Stephen Platt because he's a fantastic artist in his own right right but just taste wise it's uh it's a little different um so anyway yeah so Moon Knight as you're saying Moon Knight and the multiple men two of my faves take on Spidey which is not good because I like Spidey as well and um and what happens at the end Connor does Moon Knight get get... this is where it gets really confusing so there's a bit there like Lowell Manhattan yeah and then what the, the hell is the happening here? seems to... Just reading over this again, yeah, talks about... You've got these other characters which, uh... They can shoot quills. There's that guy that it looks kind of spiky. And then there's Manx, I think, which is that kind of wolf-like, wolverine person. Um, Shard? Oh, Shard is the, uh, the white uh, spiky person. Um... And Vortex is the guy, the white, white-skinned, blonde-haired guy. It looks like, um, or dementia. I don't know. What These are very, for, very forgettable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very. Uh, I think whoever wrote this had dementia. Who? I don't know. There's very confusing stuff. Um, and then he gets sent. So he seems to be talking, goddess, who's like. 
do you want to be redeemed and become part of the thing? Which he, he does because he's both brainwashed and he wants to be good. Yeah, something yeah. Something about being hellbent prime with all his personalities returning. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> really... Uh, yeah, but actually, that was pretty fun, the last bit, the hellbent prime. I did like seeing... Um, you got the other versions of it seems like Moon Knight there, so there's a bit of Moonshade happening there. And what looks like what it looks like I don't know if it's right. There's Jake Lockley, but yeah, a demon. Stephen Grant. That's Stephen cool. Grant. That was like the first we saw of them all. Yeah, which yeah, I mean, because as we mentioned before previously, Mark Spector, Moon Knight, they actively sought not to introduce any of their um, identities. So yeah, that was uh, that was fifty seven. That was 57 of Mark Spector Moon Knight. Um, as I said, we'll probably... Let's probably revisit this kind of when we have a bit more. I'd like to actually read Infinity Crusade to maybe get an understanding of what the hell is going on. Um, but, yeah, uh, your, your, uh, your, what were your initial... What were your In summary, I guess, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, it... <laughs> I think the art makes it pretty unenjoyable and then it's just so confusing just mm. so poorly paced so like yeah um yeah just like it's like a 1.5 2 out of 5 crescent art rating it's like yep uh like I'm, inter- I'm actually pretty interested like i i know when we finally get around to reviewing this uh, chronologically as we will yep who knows how long from now? But like, I'm interested in the bloodlines point. You know, I know it'll be yes. ridiculous. I know it'll be nineties, but I'm totally there for the ride. But yeah, yeah. Ooh, I, I, when I when without the context, this is a mess. True, true. But I think you're rightly so, though. Um, what you mentioned, okay. Number one, as you say, without the context, it is a mess. It is very hard to understand. So there's a lot of assumed knowledge that you need when you read it. But I, I don't think that will justify the fact that, as you say, it's it's an effort to actually look at this, you know, um, because the the artwork, it, it makes it so hard to, yeah, I found myself, you really had to kind of focus on looking at it because it was, I don't know, it was very distracting and it was very difficult art to look at. Um, but also as well, it's all over the place. There are like, there's not just like two storylines in here. There are like three or four and they bounce around and it's just, yeah, and what when you've got so many plots within an issue, um, you lose the momentum and the flow of the issue. And this was exactly, I think, what happened here, um, let alone having to understand what happens in this, this uh, main event of Marvel, which is the Infinity Crusade. You've got to... You know, you've got to navigate through that, but you also have to also know about this uh, the Hellbent Prime, Seth Falcon. You have to know about the Knights Templar and what's happening to Frenchie. There are all these other, you know, third tier characters that, you know, supporting characters that you kind of really have to get a grasp of. So, yeah, I would give it a two. Um, yeah, really not. Uh, you know, if three was readable, then two, you know, is what you make of that. It's, uh, it was a real effort to read through. Um, I'm not, I'm not rushing to, to go back and, and reread this, but, um, maybe after reading Infinity Crusade and all that, uh, it might allow me to, you know, to, to yeah, see I this Yeah, I wonder how much actually appears in those pages, mm. especially Infinity, yeah, Crusade, because, you know, he's in the tie-ins, but does he yeah. actually make an appearance in those big issues selling the Marvel Universe readers? I- yeah, I mean, I don't know. I reckon it'll be more still cosmic. I think because 
Again, I think the big players, Thanos, Warlock, um, Professor X has a big thing, and Moondragon apparently is, is, is big in it. Um, but yeah, I don't know who else would be... I guess the Avengers would be like the main players there, but I don't think... Yeah, I'm not sure, I'm assuming Moon Knight... probably there again. Yeah, yeah, but I'm assuming Moon Knight will have little to, to do with it. And look, I think also as well, Connor, if, if 57 was primarily Infinity Crusade, it might actually work better. It's just with all that other stuff, like with Frenchie yeah. and all that, it just got really off-putting and I just got less and less interested as I went through. <laughs> I don't know about you. But anyway, that's uh, just the honest uh, honest reaction to this issue. So uh, I guess between Connor and myself, we're looking at a an average of about 1.75. So um, make of that you will loonies but that was issue 57 and as Connor said we'll go back to it um when we do the chronological thing but um as for our infinity war special those were the issues so um yeah so the only thing left now Connor is actually the movie come next week which would be pretty cool yeah I mean I cannot wait I've kind of like you know we had those crazy first trailers I've kind of dulled myself now so I'll be like explosive when I yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, I'm sure there are heaps of surprises that none of us know are coming that will be there. So um, just cannot wait. Right, loonies. Well, I think that pretty much sorts us out for this issue. Um, looking at... Uh, oh, maybe Do you want to take us through the next phase, Connor? Next phase. Do, 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 do. I don't have my thing up. Wait, I just remembered what I'm doing. I don't need the prompt sheet. It's the next issue <laughs> of the main series. It's issue 194. The start of Becky Cloonan covers. Yes. Ty Templeton returns to Moon Knight, as we learned. It's a one-shot. The true origin of Mark Spector. we got preview pages up on the... Yes. Up on the group page, so check it all out. Uh, just as an aside, Connor, um, you mentioned Ty Templeton was in, like, the Mark Spector 40... Two, do you know which ones that he did? Like the pages that he did in there, I just I'd be keen to know. Um, you know oh, where yeah, all the I, multiple. There was no breakdown at all. Okay, um, but you didn't recognise yeah, his. Didn't recognise yeah. his artwork. Or? Uh, not really. He has a very he has very definitive styles. I know him best from the Batman Adventures. Okay, she has a very nice clean style. But yeah, cool. Because this changes artists just about every time. Yeah, yeah. Few pages. Nah, fair enough. And it was in the 90s as well. He's probably, you know, honed his craft a lot since then as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if it's even... I wonder if it's even the... Actually... The, Do you reckon it's a... Uh, actually... Moon Ghost? I... Sorry? Um... You reckon it's page ten, the one with um, with Moonfang. That that's my. Yeah, I just realised on the um page with, uh, big old Dino. My oh, Dino. Dino Knight. There's Dino actually Knight. a by Fry and Kessel on the bottom there. Oh, yeah. So it shows it was done by um James Fry, Fry and yeah. Carl Kessel. So that's true. So that's not him. If, if it goes in chronological order, then it would be the. Yeah, I wonder if it's a moon man, moon man and moon boy. That that bit. Yeah, I think it is actually. Could be. I mean, that's a very distinct art compared to. I don't. I'm just guessing. I can't. I don't. I don't know um, Ty Templeton's style, but that could be it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is actually. 
Is it? Well, that'd be oh, pretty yeah. cool. That'd be good to, uh, like I said, I'm veering away from the previews of 194, so I don't want to have a look at what he looks like, his art. But um, yeah, that should be pretty cool. Ah, nice one. Um, and also, sorry, Connor, in 194 as well, we'll have special guests. We'll have uh, loonies with us. So our man on the streets, Tommy Cavill, will be returning to, to join us with a discussion on this, as well as the power of Chad. Chad Jernigan will be uh, joining us as well. Another great loony that we had um, on our on a show a couple of episodes ago. So be good to have the boys on there. Um, that'll be pretty cool. As for specs, yeah. As for spectacle, spectacle yeah, we've got Ray will be. Yeah, we'll be um, out and about here. So if you want to get your ITK fix, not only is it in this episode, but um, Recently recorded a, a review for the Inner Demons fellas at a Ghost Rider podcast. Uh, they were reviewing Mark Spector Moon Knight 25, which is a cross, crossover with Ghost Rider, as well as doing their final Damnation tie-in, which is the one-shot of Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. So that was a lot of fun, um, and I gave my I threw my hat in the ring there for a bit of a, a few comments um, about the issues, and you should be able to listen to that come this Monday or Tuesday, so keep your eye out for that. Inner Demons, a Ghost Rider podcast. Uh, again, one of the podcasts um, contributing to the Damnation crossover event that we're all doing with Sons of the Dragon, Immortal Iron Fist podcast, as well as Defenders TV podcast. Speaking of the Sons of the Dragon, uh, there's all, they've also got an upcoming episode for the Damnation tie-in, which will be Iron Fist 80, as we mentioned. Uh, Connor... Um, Connor will be there, uh, uh, Iron Fist Connor will be there, and uh, and Rebecca, and uh, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be popping over there to to let them know what I think of Iron Fist eighty. Uh, it's a shame there, Connor, that you can't make it, but um, I'm I'm glad to hear that Iron Fist eighty is pretty cool. So I can't wait to read that. I haven't read it yet, actually. <laughs> got to got to squeeze that in. You cram that in. So um, yeah, so that's um, that's about it, loonies. Um, outro. Uh, where can they find us, Connor? Where can they find us? Just quickly, we email at moonnightpodcast at gmail dot com. We're at Twitter, the ITK Moonlight. Facebook dot com slash ITK Moonlight is our page. Mm-hmm. The fantastic group with loony discussion all the time. Where you can find Tommy. Where you can find Chad. Uh, where you can find those preview pages. It's Facebook dot com slash group slash ITK Moonlight. Uh, group chat there as well Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube our uh, page is uh, podcast at wordpress.com everything mm-hmm. is there all our links to the collective, the damnation crossover, our episodes mm-hmm. basically if you just search into the night of Moonlight podcast you will and on all good podcast catches fantastic and I just want to add to that again as well um, for those of you that do play Marvel uh, Strike Force on on the tablet or the phone, um, and being part of the Collective, there is an alliance called the Collective, and that was formed by Adam from I Am Your Target Demographic. Uh, really cool. So if you want to uh, join an alliance with some of the podcasts that you listen to, uh, please jump over there. Uh, just search for the Collective. Um, I believe you have to reach level twenty before you are able to join an alliance. So, uh, yeah, that was just a, another little thing there. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, great, great stuff, Connor. Um, another one in the bag, but uh, we've got a lot of viewing ahead of us. Hell, yeah, so we hope to catch you here as well next week. Uh, this episode has been an absolute blast. 
hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoyed Dino Night. <laughs> and having said that, uh, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Jurassic period. Good night, everyone. <laughs> See you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.